Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Biker Mike, and that is Devin Kickstand Baron. And we are the Blue Collar <laughs> Philosophers. You wanted to go in unison? I don't know. <laughs> we we do, uh, as you I don't can know tell, we don't actually hyper coordinate our intros. We just we literally just do it. We just press record. And we just, then we, we, just, we, just look, we look across the table and give the knowing nod. That means <laughs> you start it this time or you start it this time. That's right. No intention nerd. Today we didn't even do the nod. Which is why it turned out like 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 shit. Uh, oh, are you doing it? Am I doing it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. Uh, I'll get back to the whiskey. Hello, whiskey. Hello, whiskey, my old friend. <laughs> Realizing how much I love whiskey. Yeah, Not like you just you just had a whole month off the off the booze. Yeah, I did a full month, and uh, like it's, it's not actually difficult, but at the same time, it's annoying. You work a long, hard day. You want to just have a beer, and just chill and hang out, uh, or you do the podcast and you just want to have a whiskey and hang out with the guys. I do feel like. It did change the spirit of the conversation a little bit. Oh, yeah. I felt the same way when I did my abstinence stretch. Yeah. I, I don't know. I felt a little sharper doing it. But at the same time, we were at different levels at that point. Because uh, when you were doing your abstinence stretch, I knew that I would sound a little more like a drunkard idiot. And you would still be a little more polished. Where this time, I got to be the guy being a little more uh, polished and a little less... Uh, fuck those guys kind of person <laughs> <laughs> which is fun it is a I'm, lot I'm, of fun i'm curious if you guys who are listening to this like listen to the listen to the episodes the will smith ones like pretty good one for yeah. that yeah yeah listen to the episodes since new year's yeah did you hear a difference and in mike? yeah did you hear a difference in mike the one with travis doesn't count <laughs> no it does not well that because that one was, was released way later we it, recorded it was before recorded christmas. late before christmas and just before, just before Christmas. Yeah. Or on the holiday, whatever. It was recorded at that time and then released later. And same with, no, that was the only one. Oh, we record. We could record it a lot in January. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did quite a few. We got like three or four on the docket. Like this one's not coming out till mid-February. Yeah, that's right. And the release, the release schedule may be a little jacked up here too. So they yeah. might be from, from, they're not going to be released exactly how they were recorded. Which so I think is good. my challenge, my challenge isn't working. <laughs> that either, either way, if you listen to some of the episodes from early January, uh, the Will Smith, Justin Butts, um, or Bam, as we call it, we just released that one today as we are. And what's the great Bambino. One? Yeah. What else did we do? Man, we did a few. Anyways, I'm excited to, oh, we got, I got, I got some guests planned that I'm actually super excited about. We got to have Aaron on. I really do want to have him on. And uh, a few other people. So it's going to be great. Very few people listening now know who you're talking about. But oh boy, will you after. <laughs> oh, after. After. Oh, don't you you think it's, you know? It's, it's going to be. Don't know. I think it's going to be an experience like on the level of the Travising. <laughs> I. Mm, Not if, that contentious. If we let it be. If we let it be. It has the potential to be that. It has the potential. He's cutting back on his drinking. <laughs> Cutting back. I'm hoping that we can I get him a couple beers in at least. At Le least get his tongue going. We don't uh, have to get him physically going, but we can get his... <laughs> I just know Travis is so much of a character, though, Yeah. that no matter what, it's just going to be bloody entertaining. Oh, yeah. No, Aaron is cutting on his drinking, too. 
Is what I'm saying. Like, oh, oh okay. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, well, oh, even right. so, he's still a character. Oh, he's still a character. That ain't going to change. And I, uh, he's such a great dude. He DJed my wedding. Like, he was integral to who I am today. Maybe in some ways I've uh, gone a different direction than he has. Yes. But as for the challenging of cultural norms, uh, the. So people can either man. say. Thank you, Aaron, or fuck you. What the fuck what did, did you, you do? do? What did you rot upon this world? <laughs> and he used to ride <laughs> motorcycles, so it's something about this guy. <laughs> All right. Um, we were going to do a really uh, fun intro, and we realized we are far too white to yeah. do that intro. So the topic today is police. We had the bright idea that we were going to kick this intro off quoting NWA lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> looking looking up the lyrics to the NWA the, song Fuck, fuck the Police, police. <laughs> and realizing within the first couple lines was like no we're way too white to do this there's there's no way for us to pick any section of the song yeah they can't even quote. like nitpick and make it like oh Without, I know we can't relate with the rest of this yeah. but this little part here we got, we got this like that lands nope. us that lands us in Joe Rogan N-word territory <laughs> so fast what I, I was quoting song lyrics which, which I'd be down with. That doesn't count! <laughs> Racist piece of shit! Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, we would uh, be... With that piece. We would be in cancel territory big time. Okay. Since we are talking police, and this is going to come up eventually, I had defended the police in some area in which I assumed... Not assumed. I looked at a case that was happening that was very hot in the news at the time. Yep. Uh, I think it was Breonna Taylor. And I was like, this is a bad shoot. It's not good. But, but, not racist. I didn't think it was racist. I'm looking at it, looking at the case. Yes, it's bad. Very bad shoot. Shouldn't have happened. I honestly don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so uh, they conducted a search warrant on a premises in which uh, Priyana Taylor... Where and when? I don't remember the actual city. Oh, that's the But I know the name, Brianna Taylor, which is a very important one. Uh, she had a boyfriend who was dealing drugs. Cops got a <coughs> warrant, a no-knock warrant, but then they turned it into a knock warrant. I don't know why. I don't know the nuance of the case. Looking at it, and... They went and knocked, said police, opened the door. The guy started shooting out of the apartment at the police. Mm -hmm. The police started shooting back into the apartment blindly. Apparently, I say apparently because I don't know the exact, Breonna Taylor was in her bed and she got hit. Now, that is argued. Either way, bad shoot. I don't agree with it. Yes, it might have been self-defense. Yes, it might have been, like... it's It sucks. It's horrible, the fact that it happened. But the guy shot out of the apartment at the police. I feel like we went from, like, 0 to 100 really fast. I know. <laughs> like, there was no foreplay. All right, like, I know. Right I know. like... <laughs> I'm just... The, I'm setting the precedent with... I don't think it was good. But... I don't think it was racist. I think they were conducting a warrant, a warrant. Guy shot out. Cop shot in. She died, which is bad. <laughs> Just, I got to keep saying this because I got accused of being a racist for defending the police in this area. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. By people that I thought I knew. People that I thought knew me enough to be like, oh, Mike's not a racist, but he might disagree with Mrs. Or No, they call me a racist. They're like, no, you're, you're a white supremacist. No, you're a racist. And I'm like, no, it's a bad shoot. I agree. 
but I don't think it was based on race. I think if you, no matter what color you were, you shot out at the cops, they're going to shoot back at you. You're a fucking idiot for shooting at cops and then expecting, oh, well, they're shooting, I'm just going to go back off. No, they're cops. They have guns. You know what they're going to do. Not racist. But, bad. But for some reason, I'm a fucking racist for saying I don't think it was based on race. I don't know if the war was conducted on race. I don't know. But the event as it happens, I don't see as a racist shoot. And they okay. were. I, right. I, I so. got, I'm just defending myself right off. Not a racist. <laughs> and I don't think you can. If you, you try and accuse me of it, and it's like, why? Why is it racist? Because they were black? I don't care what color they were. I really don't. I think it was bad no matter what. That sounds like like a, <laughs> that sounds like your white privilege talking there. <laughs> May- Sorry, I can't <laughs> say that with a straight face. <laughs> Maybe. <clears throat> uh, either way, uh, like I said, very All bad. Right, I'm just trying to sad. figure out my place in the conversation now. You threw me for a real loop. I know. We did not prepare. We don't prepare for our shit like we probably should. And I'm going to sit here and act like I'm not wearing tactical camo pants and a flannel and... <laughs> Like, ah, fuck the police. <laughs> Coming straight from the underground. Ah, we did it. <laughs> just can't say the next line. Yeah, just can't say it. Yeah. Okay, so we're just going to get into the race Chaos. thing, like, right away well, then. Well, you can't help it. The thing is, I want to dismantle the race thing right away. <sighs> you can't. No. You just, it's... I d- you, the- you, can't, you can't dismantle it because essentially, like, race is baked into this argument on so many levels now that you can't get away from it without addressing it somehow. Yes. But I want to take it away in the way of I I don't want it to I don't want it to be I don't want this whole discussion to be about race. When I say oh. fuck the police, I, I say that as a white guy. I'm not saying it as a hey, minorities are being the, No, no, everyone's being fucked by the police. Yeah. And well, I don't I th- like it. I think what we may need to do is we may need to get Vanilla Will back on here with us and have a talk about critical race theory. <laughs> <laughs> Just to have really? that be its own conversation All right. divorced from this. I think we... No, I don't think he... he we need to find a black friend um, who might believe all this, that that stuff. I, I used to have black friends, They and all the ones that I do have don't live here. Yeah, because you live in white supremacist heaven, and you're a white supremacist. Why would you have black friends? It's true. Me and my, me and my my gated community. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. I live. If if you know where I live, I live less than a block away from, um, some townhouses that have some very colorful individuals in the way of everything from drug dealers to murderers to. Just new new Canadians. Yeah. And then you've got, on the other side, you got guys who've lived here their whole life. There's no... I'm so, there is no gated community here in Fort St. John. None. Sh- show me a gated... We have the upper north, which is like the, the high hoity-toity, look I have how big my house is, people. But that's not... It's not a race. It's There's no gate there. No, and there's no rules for who can and can't live there. Yeah anything like that going on with it so yeah we don't we don't have that here there's none of it you work with who you work with and, and that's it whoever you, wants to live up in the cold with us lives here that's right <laughs> if, if, you, if you're stupid enough to live up here yeah we'll take you i don't i don't care what color you are you you willing to swing a hammer let's fucking go 
<laughs> yes, regardless of race, we need more drywallers. <laughs> I got told yesterday uh, you wouldn't make it on a drywalling crew, and I'm like, apparently nobody can, because there's nobody up here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. You, you. Oh, I'd be super great. Yeah, you would be great. I'm sorry. You come here as a a seasoned drywaller. You would clean house. I'm I'm just saying that as a call out. If you are a drywaller looking for work, yeah, Fort Saint John, you would clean house if come, you're good. Come here. Tell any contractor that you can hang board and hang board fast. Oh, insulators too. Yeah, that oh, very much so. We've got one guy that everyone is thri- like just fighting over, trying to get. everyone And, else and is- he doesn't even do a good job anymore because he doesn't have any competition. None. He, he doesn't give a shit. No. So if you are good at that shit and you are like, oh, I can't make any money, come to Fort St. John. You'll clean house. I'm just saying that because I don't want to hang any more trouble. <laughs> so done with that shit. It's hard. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. All right. So let's... Let's rewind it back. Uh, now that we know that you're definitely not a racist. Definitely 100%, not. 100% the, definitely fact, not a racist. We need to stop saying it, otherwise it sounds like I'm protesting too much. <laughs> I know. That's, that was the, that was honestly the first thing I thought of when you came out of the gate swinging like that. I'm like, oh, dude. No, I... You're I, not doing yourself any favors here. I, I, I chose not to defend myself as strongly as I could have online with the people that accused me. I, I messaged them directly. I'm like, if you believe I'm actually the racist that you say I am, unfriend me immediately. Because what? They're, they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm not. I the treat everyone like, the way I want to be treated. I, I seriously doubt that they actually think of you like that as much as it was, again, performative arts online. Yeah. <laughs> like, we're saying the right things for yeah. everybody to see us. It's it's scoring virtues, it's, virtue points. The thing is, it hurt. It, it really did hurt. Like, I, I was like, really, <clears throat> these, this person, the one individual that said that, I'm like, or he didn't even say it. They liked a comment of somebody else saying I was a racist. And it was like, it hurt. It really did. And if I was a racist, do you think it would actually hurt? No. It would be like, oh, well, fuck them. I'm like, no, it actually hurt. Like, uh, I don't see myself that way. I want to treat everyone the way that I want to be treated. And to be accused of that is, it, it, it was gutting. I'm like, I, am I doing something wrong? Yeah. It, made me, it, made, it made me go internal and say, am I doing something wrong with the way I'm thinking? And the more I looked at it, I'm like, no, they are just following a script. And I feel bad for them because uh, I just don't see it. I can't betray my conscience in this way to just be like, oh, well, I got to go along to get along. Yeah, everything's racist. No, I, uh, it, it sucked, but at the same time. I stood my ground, and I'm not going to keep fighting online. Like like I said, like this is a separate conversation we need to have about conversation around critical race theory. Like that's because that's what it is. It's like what you think you're you're saying about I'm not racist is not what they think of when they say you're racist. Yeah, (laughs) right. It's like you're you're talking checkers, and they're speaking in snakes and ladders. Yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. I want to have Chief, <coughs> Chief on, but I don't think he'd be a good example. <laughs> we got a friend that we call Chief. Yes, he's native, but we call him Chief. It's fine. Oh, but he's <laughs> it's his thing. He's so stoic and nice. Like he would he, not. He just wouldn't say anything. He, he would not 
do well on this format. No. He is by far the most stoic person I know. Like, he just... He won't say much. No, I love him to death. He's such a great guy. Mm-hmm. He comes over and he's like, oh, how much is that beer? It's caribou. We're drinking caribou. And he, he he's like, oh, that's good. And I'm like, yeah, it's a good price, too. He's like, oh, it really is. <laughs> so he went and picked up like a 36-pack a of caribou. <laughs> so, anyways. So, anyways, cops. Cops. Back to cops. Yeah. So, we wanted to talk about this. Um, not, not in light. Uh, I just want to say, not in light of what is happening right now in America. Yeah, I know. Like we, we. This has been something that's been like on our kind of board on our. You know, oh, it's been there since the beginning. Since the beginning, we just kind of never really got around to it. And then a couple of weeks ago, we're like, "All right, we should put this on the docket. Like, let's finally, let's finally do the A cab talk." Yeah. And <laughs> we're talking today. We bumped into each other, and we're like, "So, did you hear about the whole thing going on in Chicago right now?" <laughs> yep. It's like, and then we were like, we honestly were like, do we not, yeah. do, do we, do we halt what we wanted to do and talk about something else? Cause we don't do hot takes. Yeah. That's, that, that's something that we actively try to avoid is, but if we like, wait, is really contentious hot takes in the political spectrum. But if we wait for com- police brutality to stop, we're never going to do this. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. But if we wait yeah. for a time when cops aren't beating and killing people, just so we don't seem as if we're doing hot takes, we're not doing we're this one. We're never going to talk about it. So we decided, like, okay, whatever. Just Fine. let let that be. And if people want to draw conclusions that we're trying to capitalize on, on you know, a tragic situation, then so be it. That's not what we wanted to do. No, really. Okay. It, all the time. What have we done hot takes on? The slap? The slap. That's, That's it. about it. That's the one. And I, th- I felt like it was a good one. I think we did a fair take on it. Look up our Will Smith slap episode and you can see and listen to us and listen to others and tell me, did we do a good job? And honestly, fucking tell me. That's another frustrating thing. Nobody engages online or calls or texts me and say, hey, Mike, you're doing a great job. Hey, I agree. It's like, yeah, you guys are great. And then then that's it. (laughs) Sorry. Maybe they're just telling you that you're great to make you feel better. Yeah, that that could be true, too. They don't actually mean it. They're just (laughs) trying to blow smoke out of my ass. (laughs) Do you know where the term blowing smoke up your ass comes from? No, I don't. It was thought that in uh, 18th century uh, England that the best way to revive somebody who had drowned is to, um, instead of CPR, which would disrobe them, uh, literally blow smoke up their ass and that would wake them up from dr- uh, drowning. Interesting. So it, it would actually Interesting. did a lot of damage. It wasn't I, good. I feel like you have just sparked a secret new kink in at least three <laughs> people who are listening to this. Dave. <laughs> Dave, he's like... <laughs> I've got an old-fashioned smoker. I'm going to put to good use tonight. (laughs) Honey, you look like you're drowning. (laughs) (laughs) So when they say I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, it's it's a literal thing of not trying to revive you from a death that you're not actually dying. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, mouth-to-mouth and um, CPR, like as we know it today, would be seen as undignified. (laughs) Very undignified. (laughs) Let them them die with dignity as you have a a tube hooked up to a fire shoved (laughs) up their asshole. (laughs) This is the dignified way to die. I'm so glad we live now. Oh, Oh my gosh. We live in so greatness. All right, cops. (laughs) We just keep getting deterred. Uh, so we kind of cut our teeth in the motorcycle club scene. Yes. And I don't know if y'all know this, 
but police are not thought of fondly <laughs> in those circles. What? <laughs> uh, I. Oh, how many times have you been pulled over? Okay, before being in a motorcycle club, yeah, hardly ever. Other than your own reckless driving. Uh, yeah, other, other than times of blatant reckless driving. Yeah. Since joining a motorcycle club, that number has increased dramatically. Oh, yes. And, and what did they pull you over for? Uh, what was that? Uh, DWC, driving while colored. <laughs> y'all, y'all understand what I'm talking about? <laughs> By that, I mean wearing colors. Wearing colors, not being colored. <laughs> but I'm sure they understand. Uh, yep. All our brothers out there understand, I'm sure. Oh, um, uh, I know. But, I mean, like, the issues with, you know, like, you get harassed by them so much, and you just can't help but get a bug up your ass about them. Yeah. It's, it gets so frustrating, and you're just like, why? Why it, well, is this happening? That That is a big part of it, is why is this happening? What What did I honestly do? What am I doing that makes you want to pull me over for going the speed limit, for driving through the wrong part of town, and for me, it was a school zone. One time I ripped through a school zone, and I had some new exhaust, and you give it a little, and it sounds like a lot. Well, guess what? That draws a little bit of attention. That whole motorcycles with loud pipes, you're not just drawing the attention of, you know, dudes and teenagers. You're, mm-hmm. getting, you're getting cops' attention. Yeah. And they'll pull you over for having a loud exhaust. Exactly. And, yeah, like, you, you, you start to you start to have those experiences and, you know, you have this, this frustrated feeling and you, you develop an attitude, you know, very much, very quickly yeah. towards cops, like when you're constantly dealing with that. And then it's reinforced by the culture you're in. Like, I don't know if you all know this, but there's a common saying, like ACAB in the biker scene. Uh, yep. You'll see it on t-shirts and hats and stickers and stuff. A-C-A-B, which is an anagram for all cops are bastards. Yeah, you emphasize the bastards pretty good there. B-b-b-bastards. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, you know, know my f- And, like, we, we, we wound up getting given, like, these hats that say cops lie. Oh, I paid them. for mine. I, yeah. My favorite story with my cops lie hat is I was leaving a clubhouse, um, and I was pulled over uh, without real... They had no reason to pull me over, but they pulled me over pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, oh, I am wearing my colors. I'm being pulled over. I'm going to take my helmet off because I'm going to be here a while. Well, my hat hair is bad. <laughs> Whatever excuse I can come mm-hmm. up with. So I take off my helmet, put on my cop's lie hat, and I sit there. And I'm like, cool, let's do this. <laughs> if if they're going to pull me over for no reason, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. going to wear my hat. <laughs> they, they, they didn't appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. It R- reminds me of, uh, of a little story. Our, uh, our old brother, brother Groot from the club we were in wound up getting pulled over in his hometown and he was wearing a hat that had a cab on it all cops are bastards and uh, the cop looked at him and grumbled about the hat you know sort of thing i mean like which is understandable right yeah, like, yeah. you know I we, get it. we all know what it means and, yeah. you know you don't want to be confronted with that while you're on the job yeah and he's like so uh what's up with your hat he's like oh you mean this one you know it means always always carry a bible <laughs> Like, he's like, yeah, nice try. We all know what it means. He's like, yeah, no, seriously. That, that's, you know, I know that's what it means, but I consider it always carry a Bible. So yeah. he's like, no, 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 no. Unless, unless you have a Bible on you right now, he's like, oh. I call bullshit on this oh. whole thing. 
<laughs> and he's like, okay, yep. Well, so he opened up his travel pack on his on his bike, and boom, had a big old ass Bible sitting in there. He's like, here you go, you can have it. <laughs> he's like, it's okay, I got another one in the other thing, so I'm still always oh. carrying it. Always. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, at that point, you know, you get a laugh out of the cop. And oh, you might not get a ticket. You <laughs> Nothing will happen at that point if you if you back no, it. No, he still had, he still had you know, a prolonged <laughs> experience with them. Cause. Yeah, but if you can get out of one ticket, just one. T- I, you wouldn't believe. I don't, I don't, I, the thing is, I don't think that actually ended <laughs> that no? interaction. I don't have a, I don't want to say this guy's story for him. And I don't remember all the details properly, but... But he had a Bible, and he got called out, and he, he had an answer. <laughs> he had an answer for it. Oh, that's yeah. so great. You know, and so one day my wife wound up confronting me. She's like, you know what? I hate the way you talk about cops. Yep. It's like, this this like this has got to stop. And this was recently, like after we left the club. I kind of thought, you know, maybe leaving the club, not being in the culture maybe I'll soften, you know, on, on the whole thing a bit. And that has not really well, happened. You really hope that it would happen because you're like, okay, how much was <clears throat> I a victim of my circumstances of yeah, the like circle how, that I how, was in? How, yeah. How much of that is just, uh, in-group bias? Yes. You know, and, and I really thought maybe this is in-group bias, but it hasn't gone away and it hasn't, I haven't been given a whole lot of reason yeah. to let it go either. Yeah. But that conversation, getting called out by my wife, she's like, I don't want my son growing up hearing this kind of rhetoric all the time about cops. So you need to check your attitude. And that did give me pause to stop and be like, okay, how do I articulate how I feel about police? Especially to your son. Yeah. <laughs> or just in general. Was it specifically for your son think, or was it specifically or in general, was it more I think, in general? I think I need to articulate it more in general. Yeah. You know, because like wearing around that hat that said cops lie, like, man, like. My favorite hat, by the way. I miss oh, it. Oh, I know. I miss it so much. I but, get like, another one. So many people would wind up looking at you and being like, what's with that? Come on. <laughs> You know, it's like people love cops. That's their sacred cow, man. They want to believe that the, the honest, good cop out oh, there. Oh, yeah. Like so many times, like, well, that's not very Christian of you to wear that. <laughs> or things like that, right? I'm Come sorry. Up you, all the time. You are wearing a sacrifice. <laughs> You're wearing an electric chair. You are wearing a, a, a symbol of death on your chest while simultaneously I, telling me. I don't think that has anything to do with it. I'm sorry, but there's a lot of Christians who wear a cross while simultaneously talking about how non, oh, it's not very Christian. I'm like, do you know what that cross really means? It means like blood. It means crucifixion. It means actual yeah, death that, penalty. Okay, that, knowing that about the cross does not justify being inflammatory towards you I don't know, know. let's say police or things like it like yeah but it, that nullifies that, all the deaths the that's other a, deaths that's that a, happen. yeah but did you know like that's that's not dealing with your issue that's being like well you don't okay so you're saying it's deflecting that's, that's, a, that's an ad hoc deflection okay you know? alright oh I hear you I just I just don't like the holier than thou assholes out there that don't like the hat and then they're be dicks about it and I'm like yeah it's a little dickish it is dickish. It is. Yeah, I know that. I know wearing this, wearing that hat is, is inflammatory, but it, at some point, though, you're like, well, I mean, on one hand, like, we need to have a bit of a reminder that you can't trust everything that they say. That's it. I was, I was just about to say, we need, okay, when we, when we talk about this cop's lie hat, what is the grounds of, uh, for it? 
Why do we wear a hat that's like cost <laughs> okay. fly? We can't right. just have this hat and <clears throat> just be like, oh yeah, it's a thing. No, talk about the thing. Why do people wear a hat that say cost fly? Because they do, and they're allowed to, and are encouraged to do so in order to fool you into incriminating yourself. You okay? Say it again slower. I, okay. I want everyone to fucking understand what I mean when I say cops lie. <laughs> okay, so a cop, either in passing or if they are officially interrogating you, is not obligated to tell the truth. They can cajole you, they can lie, they can be deceptive, they can try and trap and ensnare you in a plethora of different ways that don't involve being truthful in order to either trick you into incriminating yourself or to find out information or to do any given thing. It's it's a manipulation tactic that they are allowed to do and encouraged to do. Yeah. It's I, I'm sorry, but like you find yourself sitting with a cop being interrogated and they tell you, well, your buddy already confessed to this. So like, you might as well just get it over with. That could be a complete fabrication, you yep. know, or they say like, you're not really going to be in trouble. So like, just give us some information, help us out here. We'll do this for you. If That's, you do oh, that, you are super fucked. Yeah. Like, and then you open up about it. Boom. You've just incriminated yourself and they're not responsible to follow through with the any promises. You won't be you. in trouble. There's nothing like if they say you won't be in trouble, <laughs> that's a red flag for your fucked if you talk. Yeah, exactly. Like that whole, like you have a right, a right to remain silent. Anything you can and do, you can say against you will be used against you in a court yeah. or anything you say and do will be used against you in a court of law. Yeah. Like that, that part is that, key. That is key. That is true. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Yes. It's, it's, it's in the Miranda rights. That's why lawyers tell you to shut up. Yeah. Call a lawyer. <laughs> yes. Because they, trying to deal with a cop in that scenario, you are basically, you're, you're you're, yeah, you're getting, you're, you are just in a scenario where you are being manipulated by any means necessary. And, and if you are going to admit to anything, half admit. Okay, so um, two years ago, we were doing a roofing job out in Chetwin, and I was riding back from Chetwin, and I don't know how fast I was going. I was riding according to road conditions with the weather and everything else that was going on. And so a cop flashes me up, and I think he's just giving me a warning to slow down because I'm not looking at my speedometer. And then he comes up behind me. So I slow down a little bit, but I don't slow down that much because, again, I'm riding according to road conditions. And I keep riding. He comes up behind me, lights blazing. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'm being pulled over. Fine. So I find a safe spot to pull over. So I don't pull over right away. Mm -hmm. I wait until I have a safe spot. And then he does pull me over and says, hey, you were doing 100 and, uh, let's say, a hypothetical 140. Okay. And I said, I, I, I cannot recall. I, I cannot confirm or deny. And he's like, no, you were doing 140. And I'm like, I, I have no idea. I was riding a road, according to road conditions. I was looking at the road. I wasn't looking at my speedometer. So I w at no point admitted how fast I was going. Mm -hmm. And now this part is my favorite part of the story. He said to me, I was going 156 to catch you. And I said, not lying. I am not lying. <laughs> that doesn't sound very safe. <laughs> I'm trying to get out of a ticket at this point. 
No, you're not. You're not trying to at that point. At that point, you embraced I, it. I got a laugh out of him, and he reduced my ticket from whatever it was <laughs> down to a lot less that he wouldn't take my bike. Because he, at that speed, if he could prove it, he could take my bike. Yeah. He literally, it had nothing to do with the colors on my back. It had everything to do with the fact that I may or may not have been speeding. But if imagine if I admitted what I was doing. If I imagine if I, he's like, it won't be a trouble, man. Just say how fast you were going. Fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. At that point, you're like, no, I will be in trouble if I say what I was doing. And th- but there's a lot of people who believe that they, <clears throat> they listen to a cop and they think, oh, no, the cop just said this doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it just got to the point where you realize that in in the game that we were in, in the culture that we were in through the motorcycle scene is you really had to treat police like an adversary. Yep. Like it because they came they came to it th- treating you like an adversary. Yeah. Now, that didn't mean that doesn't mean being retarded, <laughs> you <laughs> know, and putting undue pressure undue on yourself. Or I mean, pressure on yourself. <laughs> I mean, that's something that y- you have a tendency to to try and ride <laughs> that line to get a joke. <laughs> it was hilarious and it worked. I still have that same bike. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah, you 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 definitely try and ride that line in order to get a joke, but at the same time, like you know, when you're getting pulled over, knowing you're getting profiled, yep, like oh, and I, well, oh. you can you can either you can either be a gigantic dick and give them every reason in the world to, to you know to escalate, yeah, or you can try and do things to de-escalate, yeah, you know, you can either shut down or just be compliant for what is reasonable to be compliant with and uh, just get out of the situation and move on with your life. Yeah. But you do not need to admit fault unnecessarily. Yeah. Do Just because they ask you how you're doing today doesn't mean you need to tell them. If they ask you a question, does not mean you have to answer them. Mm-hmm. If they ask for your license or registration, you produce it. That yeah. is in the law. If you oh, have, do you remember the time that we got pulled over going through uh, a town in northern BC? Yeah, uh, we I were, know which one you're yeah. talking about. <laughs> so, we were riding with our whole crew. No, no, half crew, half crew. Okay, our half crew, but like whoever was you know, with us, in the yeah, general yeah. area, we had a decent lineup yeah. of bikes. I think it must have been oh, seven, seven or eight. Yeah. So we were, we were riding through this town, and we stop in for fuel and it, we we're just doing a pass through moving on to the next place where we're going to go camping yep pull through and the second we left that gas station boom whole pack was pulled over by like six six, six cruisers six, six or seven cru- cruisers six, six cruisers uh four cruisers and then two and, undercover. and two and two undercover and yeah. each of them had like two officers in it so we were outnumbered at least double yeah yeah <laughs> like we did nothing we weren't being hooligans we pulled into the gas station that wasn't even manned it was an automated one yeah filled up our bikes we pulled some waters out of our out of our uh, saddlebags saddlebags to cool off because it was balls hot oh it was it was a gorgeous weekend yeah figured out the right way to get out of town and we're like okay time to get going pull of the driveway whoop 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 (laughs) you know and we're over we're like and like that was really sucky situation because like a lot of the guys that had no idea how to deal with this like some of them that was their first time yeah that was their first time being cold over well you know, and you know part of an mc exactly and it's like my job as the sergeant at arms to be like okay everybody keep your shit together and like stay on your bike <laughs> oh and and and, and oh, so you were in the front you were saa 
and I was in the back for that one because I was riding somebody else's bike. So I took tail gunner. I remember that because I'm like, okay, tail gunner. Guess who's the tail gunner's in the back? Mm-hmm. That means when lights go up, you keep riding until the front of the pack realizes that you're being pulled over. Because otherwise they will separate you. And I'm just going to keep riding. <laughs> so I've got the cop on my ass. And I'm like, I mean, unless you have a different nope. plan. Like, I remember there was once we were doing like a huge, huge run, multi charter. And we got, we wound up getting a cop try to pull over the whole pack at once. Oh, that was like 60 bikes, though. That was stupid. Yeah. So the last guy just pulled over and dealt with them. Like, while wow, the whole thing yeah. went going to a safe place. Yep. But so like, we got it's pulled. like that kind of stuff happened constantly. Oh, yeah. Or one instance we were at a wedding uh dinner what is it uh reception yeah yeah a wedding reception city police pulled in to kick us out of the hotel <sighs> because you're not allowed gangsters aren't allowed to be you know <laughs> in in restaurants in this part of the city yes so they interrupted a wedding reception oh. in order to try and and kick out four people. Yeah. Okay. No. It's like it's like th- stuff like that. Like you can't keep doing crap like that and and expect people to have, think fondly of you. All right. So the one that you were just talking about with Northern BC, when we got pulled over for getting fuel. Okay. We yeah, were yeah. outnumbered. We got pulled over, and then the cops decided they wanted to play friends. They wanted to pretend like, hey, man, we know where you guys, what you guys are about. We know what. It, but there's a lot of bad people out there, and this, they were playing friendly. They pulled and they they started acting as if they said, "People profile us all the time," or they they act as if like we're the bad. I'm like, I'm sorry. There's twice as many of you as in there is of us, and you guys all have guns. Who's profiling who? Yeah, and we didn't ask to be pulled over. <laughs> we did. We didn't. We we were just riding through. We did nothing wrong other than I don't know. Being awesome is that a crime? Yeah. <laughs> it, lo- it looked cool, <laughs> and and we got pulled over, and they held us up there. And I'm glad that we pulled over where we did because there was shade and it was a hot day. Yeah, but at the same time, like they were going over, they were going ev- over everything with fine tooth comb, trying to find something. Who does? Who doesn't have uh, insurance? Who doesn't have registration? Who yeah. doesn't have a bike license? Who, they who's, went who's got everything. a who's got a vehicle with a little infraction on it? You yeah. know, <laughs> and that's not just us. Like other clubs have been pulled over in that particular town too, held up for hours at oh, a yeah. time, even without yes. without arrest or, or anything like that. And yeah, I mean, like you could say you you know you could pull the big the big tough guy attitude and be like, "Are you keeping me for anything?" No, well then, fucking buy. I mean, you can't do that without escalating the situation, yeah, I and mean, that's when shitty stuff happens. Yes, when you when you don't. But we were as cooperative as we needed to be. Well, simultaneously giving them fucking nothing. They had nothing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they didn't. They, they they thought they did. They thought they could get a name. They thought they could get... No, we're going to run with our yeah. bros. Which way are you going? That way. Fucking south, north, whatever. Fuck, it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's, it's one of those things. And maybe this is going to slightly bring some of that racial stuff back in. But, like, regardless of race, like, if you grew up in a bad neighborhood and you get profiled because of where you live, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, you just have like nonstop ingrained encounters with police equals danger. 
like that is going to ratchet up on you an irrational fear, <laughs> you know, and a fight or flight reflex yeah. that you're going to have to fight every single time you have an encounter with a cop, which is like, it, it escalates a whole bunch of scenarios yeah, and also makes cops more anxious and itchy and trigger happy when they're dealing with you too, because they can tell you're stressed, they get stressed, shit starts to go really, really sideways if you don't keep your head. Yeah. So, see, that's going to make it sound like racist right there. <laughs> okay. It's um, unfortunate, but that's the way that well, some people view, this, some people view let's it. Let's bring it a different way. Um, I'll tell you a little bit of a story. I have to be shy on details because this is a current thing that's going on. But there's a, there's a fella I know who wound up getting pulled over and arrested uh, a few months ago. Oh, yes. Because of the person who was riding in a vehicle with him. Uh, So pulled over and arrested because of who was was in the vehicle with him. And that person had some kind of thing going on. He, my friend, was totally assumed to be entirely wrapped up in all this guy's stuff. Simply because... He was in the vehicle with them. They're going for coffee. Do you, do you just get in a vehicle with anybody you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you just have friends? You, you mean you have associations with like a multitude of <laughs> different people? But because because my friend does have a history, it's like, oh, you're one of them. Yeah. And it, I mean, he's he's white as the driven snow. Well, it's super not, white. He has even his tattoos are white. <laughs> all right, like milky <laughs> milky is all is all get out. And so, like, he's been dealing with police harassment ever since that scenario went down, right? Years and years and years of no interactions with cops. None. But because of this one situation, compounded with the little detail that he used to have a pass and a drug addiction problem, boom, instant pro- instant enemy number one. He's He was pulled over after that instant instance. He was pulled over... I think it was a dozen times in the next month, just randomly. Yeah. And then, you know, has also got blamed for a robbery (laughs) that happened. Oh, I think I know which one he blamed blamed on him. Yeah. They, they tried to pin a robbery on this, on this guy. Um, you know, all sorts of stuff because of an assumption and a hunch that this is your guy. Yeah. Really. Like no evidence, no evidence. Like it's really, really greasy shit. And one of the greasiest things they did in this whole thing was they, they put out a news statement naming him by name for something he wasn't charged with. Just wording it in such a way that he was lumped in with it in order to sully his name in, in public. It's like all this stuff is like putting pressure on this guy to bend, to crack, to make a mistake. To give, to give up his body, too. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous shit. And then, like, using the court of public opinion as a as a political weapon against people. That, like, does, that does say something. One, I just have to mention this. Uh, it's called the good faith argument. When you're talking to somebody, you have to assume that when they say, I'm going to be murky on the details, it's because they can't say anything that will, one, incriminate themselves or the person that they're talking about. So when you're listening to Devin talk about this, 
you have to make the assumption that what he's saying is moderately truthful. Otherwise, there's no point in having a discussion. If you if you yes. listen to this and be like, oh, well, he's not mentioning any details, so he can't be trustworthy. No, it's because we can't. We can't. Yeah, give I don't detail. want to get the guy in further trouble or mess up any legal issues that he that, that his lawyers might be dealing with right now. Yeah, or or anything like that. I just want to say, like, man, like these cops did him dirty. Yeah. You know, and like, even if they do suspect him of something, or even if they do need to go through with charging him for one thing or another, you can do it in a way that's a lot less greasy. Yeah. And also do it in a way that doesn't traumatize the guy's kid and make this guy's kid fear cops. Yeah. Right? Like, so, you know, part of this, like this whole issue with, with, you know, police and bad faith with the public and stuff like that, right? Like they're doing themselves no favors in how they conduct business to make people trust them is you're, you're just breeding bad faith. Yeah. It's like, and you know, like I know, I know there's people listening to this, you know, I may even know a couple of you who really, you know, back the blue, stand up for the cops or stuff like that. You're like, yeah, but they have to think about these things or yeah, but they're always all so stressed or like, I get it. I, I, I get it. Yeah. Like, it, it sounds like a pretty fucking stressful job oh, it's horrible. <laughs> you know, to, to be a cop. The fact know. that people choose to do it just boggles my mind. It's probably like, not a good job for your psyche. No. You're good. You know, and it's it, like, horrible. You know, right now in, in culture, there's a, the, you know, cops are on the hot seat, you know, because yeah. of the BLM stuff. And but like they, uh, all these but I think very. It's a good thing that they're under a microscope. Very, exactly. It's, it's a good thing they're under a microscope. Like this whole deal that just went down in Chicago, those cops got. Charge fired Memphis. And I'm sorry, I gotta correct you. It's oh, Memphis. It Memphis. Okay, sorry, Memphis. <laughs> sorry. The one in Memphis, the one where the guy got beaten to death by five other black cops. I don't know why and I keep saying Chicago, but thank it, you for it, correcting. Just a, I get it. Chicago yeah. is a very dirty city. So many people die there. It's unbelievable. The the murder rate, and not among cops and like people. I'm just talking about the murder rate in Chicago is unbelievable. Yeah, but still, it's it's good to be accurate when you're talking about something specific. Yeah, but. Yeah, like this thing that happened in, in Memphis, like those cops got fired and they're being charged. That's a good thing. Oh, it's super good. It's, think, it's a really good thing to see the Rodney them King. do something about it. When did they start rod- riding for Rodney King? In the 90s, early 90s. No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> but what what was the the, the um, ignition point in which oh, they started oh, yeah, yeah. recording? When, 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 when they actually started when those riding. those cops who were filmed beating the shit out of this guy wound up getting off scot-free. Now, these cops, these ones in Memphis, aren't getting off scot-free. No, they're not. They are and literally a lot of that has fired to do, prison. Yeah, a lot of that has to do with external pressure. Yes. To be better, do better. Where Rodney King, horrible situation, probably may have deserved it. I don't know. I haven't done enough research, but I've listened to a okay. few people that... Nobody deserves to get beat to death on the sidewalk by the cops. No. When they have I, the power again, to not beat the shit I'm, out of you. I'm, I'm quoting other people that said may have deserved it. I apologize. I don't know enough about it. Other people have said may have deserved it. I'm just quoting. I, oh. I know it's a Trumpian thing to do of yeah. quoting other people <laughs> that you cannot confirm or deny. To anybody who would say that, I would kind of say, well, fuck you. <laughs> With with that being said, they were like, okay, let's go through the system. They went through the system, and the system failed them, and they're like, fuck the system, and then they burned it down, mm-hmm. and then they ride it for I, three weeks. I kind of get it. I get <laughs> I it. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. But now, 
But now the immediate reaction is burn it to the fucking ground. And I, I disagree with that. They are going to prison. They are going to jail. They are in the micro... Like, it is bad. No one is being like, oh, yeah, you know, he kind of deserved it. No, nobody is saying he fucking deserved it. There's nobody out there that's saying, oh, this guy had it coming to him. The system has changed. Back then, they were like, ah, I don't know where I stand. And then the, system, then the city went to hell. The city is going to hell. Well, simultaneously, everyone is like, this is bad. The mm-hmm. cops are being fired. The cops are being put in prison immediately. And you're like, we're going to fucking burn it down anyways, just in case. I don't agree with that. I disagree with police brutality. I do. But the reaction to burn the motherfucker to the ground is wrong. That you're not going about this the correct way. The system is working. These people are being fired. These people are being put in prison for breaking the law because... Cops are breaking the law, and they're being caught. The reaction is not burn it to the ground. The reaction is, good job, do better. And that's why that's why it becomes a nuanced discussion, is because I don't believe the system is hell-bent against every single person out there. I don't like cops in a lot of ways, but we need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's that's one thing. Like, even though like <laughs> I I struggle with my opinion of them, and it's not really getting any better over time, but I do understand that. Yeah, law enforcement has a place in society. Like, we can't not have it. Yeah. Uh, there, you know, you can't you can't just have no consequence for anything. Yeah. You know, other than street justice. <laughs> That like that that's, the thing that's, is, a, street that's a bad would be slippery gr- slope too. Yeah, it would be really great if people would like if it worked. It doesn't work. It just turns into just mob rule and tons of death, street death. Like mm. oh, we're gonna do a hang in this weekend, <laughs> which sounds great in theory. <laughs> just hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that kind of hanging. Oh yeah, 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 that one too. <laughs> yeah, like you can't you can't do that. But at the same time, like you need, you need what is there to work properly, and not have tons of bad incentives. Like, like right now, like in all honesty, like if you're a grown, if you're a grown adult, dealing with the cops is dangerous because you're basically dealing with you're basically dealing with an organized gang. Yeah, that has they are the biggest well-funded yeah. gang in the world. And they act like it, that's, oh, yeah. and that's that's the thing, right? They've got back their the they've got their in group bias, they've got their own rules of conduct. They back themselves, their play. They'll stick up for their buddies when it comes time to deal with with you know any comeuppance or stuff like that. Yeah, it's like they they operate like a gang when they're out dealing with the public. Like that's not to say like that's not to say my son can't go up to a cop. If he's in danger and sees one walking around and asks that cop for help and not expect it. I, in a situation like that, I have full confidence, like, almost every cop on the planet is going to do the right thing, yep. you know, and, and try and help do that, protect them. That's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is the the ways in which they try and go about dealing with with grown-ups, it's greasy, and they're yep. not and, like they're not on your side. <laughs> Let, let's um, talk about 
the uh, I want to say extortion. <laughs> I do, I can't think of a better word than extorting people for information and for uh, informant work. There are a lot of times where cops will ask a guy for information, exploit him for information, saying, "Hey, you do as we tell you." You give us as much information as we can. You go back and give us information. Okay, I know of a, um, I gotta, again, choose my words relatively wisely with as much whiskey as I have in me. I know of Which isn't a much, by the way. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I know of a guy who used to be a cop. Uh, I'm not sure what level, I'm not sure what city, but I know that he was a police officer and he was using a girl who was uh, in cahoots or uh, being used as a prostitute and she was told, hey, go get information. Go get as much information as you can from your pimps, from so, whatever, yeah, they, they to, to, flipped, to infiltrate. They flipped her they flipped into her. an informant. They fucking killed her. Ripped out her tongue. Like, just gutted her in the worst way possible and then wrote the name of the police detectives that were in charge of her case on a sign outside of some city and said we know where you live because guess what the gangsters found out and they were like no now we're going to use you against the cops and then the, those gangsters did the same research mm -hmm. and guess what they found out where they lived yeah so yeah and, and they, 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 they left they her out to dry they created a bad situation by using a woman dishonestly <laughs> to go into a dangerous situation. Yeah, don't Ra worry, we got your back. Don't rather, worry. Rather than just prosecuting her for the thing that she did. Yeah. Which is what they should do. Like, yeah. like I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying to let everybody off the hook or don't prosecute crime. Yeah. But they should have prosecuted this woman for what she did rather than extort her to try and get a bigger fish. Yeah. And like that, that game of trying to get a bigger fish that produces super greasy shit. Yep. You know, like th there's some stuff going on. Like if you if you look on YouTube, you and that's know, not new. You, that's YouTube pages like Insane Insane Throttle or Black Dragon or uh, or Demons Row stuff like that on, on YouTube. Like it's these guys doing doing YouTube programs about stuff going on in the biker scene. And like there's so much stuff going on with bike clubs and the higher levels of of law enforcement in the states right now it's insane and not i mean let I me mean, let's be frank bikers aren't saints like at least not in, in in the club scene no but the fbi and i mean let's just say cops let's just generalize it all as cops they manufacture drama they manufacture crime oh yeah in order to try and catch it and half, like, half of january 6th was fbi <laughs> right <laughs> like they they'll do stuff well they will they will send in plants they will deal with clubs directly and you know give them bad information or stir up drama and create stuff and make deals with other people in order to get people killed in order so they can go ahead and make a couple of arrests or justify the money that's going to their task force or things like that rather than just trying to do good old-fashioned detective work it's just creating a whole culture of distrust and drama and sin and awfulness and it's just they—they've got blood on their hands. For oh, they it. do. They have blood on their hands. 
Like, I, I just, I can't respect an institution that thinks that's the right way to get justice. Yeah. Like, you can't, tr- you can't try to do, to get justice in a just way. Apparently, apparently like, not. It, it's... It's dirty. It's dirty. It's greasy. I think greasy is the best word because you know what happens when you get fingernails on grease? You, mm-hmm. you try and wipe it off. And what does it do? It doesn't It doesn't wipe it off. It spreads it. Yeah. Thinner and thinner and thinner. Every Everywhere you smears move it, it, it smears everywhere. So when we say crops are greasy, it's because it doesn't It doesn't just clean off with a wet wipe. It, it needs proper cleaner, but it needs to be recognize for what is it because it yeah. makes every surface and everywhere it goes afterwards there just as greasy as the, yeah. as the, as the spot yeah and in and in their position like as law enforcement they're always looking for more they're looking for more resources more cash more flow more i get that you want you want to give well, them they gotta get funding right how are they supposed to fund yeah, their, their you, campaigns yeah. i mean when you have a police force i guess you want to have it funded to the degree that it can comfortably do its job at the least stressed level mm-hmm but you don't want to give them so much that they use it frivolously yeah. <laughs> for one or that they mishandle it and you don't want to give them like so little so they can't do their job like it's i mean it's a fine line yeah but at the same time like man i've seen for a biker poker run <laughs> i was gonna say when we talked about fri- frivolous yeah. spending tell us about the frivolous spending for, we have seen firsthand for a biker poker run I mean, and at this poker run I went to, I was kind of being shown the ropes, told what's up, and I said, you know what, of all the days to meet guys, this is the day. This is when everybody's on their best behavior. They're happy. They're having a good time. No drama's up. He's like, go ahead, talk to people, shake hands, enjoy yourself. Like, it's the least, <laughs> the least drama, the least tense, the oh, least, yeah. it's, it's nothing but They're good spotlighted. vibes. Nothing but good vibes that day. And you get there. And there is, at every stop of the poker run, crawling with undercover, with gang task force, with cops in, in, uh, in, you know, in black and blues, as well as in, is in, uh, ghost vehicles. There's fucking helicopters following the bike. We're, we're not kidding when we say helicopters. (laughs) Fucking helicopters. Helicopters following every bike everywhere. You, the whole time at this, anybody who's at the run is getting their license, getting their image every taken, single their license plate photographed. Coming, like, going, everywhere. <laughs> it's like this whole thing. You feel is, like a celebrity. Yeah, you do kind of actually feel yeah. like a bit of a celebrity. But at the same time, you're like, you know, um, what of, all, of all days, this is, of all days, you're going to accomplish the least today using the most resources to do it. Oh, yeah. And then you wonder why people say stuff like, well, to fund the cops. It's like... They're overfunded. Yeah. And they're spending that money on retarded task force forces that aren't doing good work. They're incompetent. They're exorbitant. Okay. So... And they're founded on bad principles. With that being said, do you, were you there when we... I think I had a conversation with a cop. I think. I don't remember. I don't know if it was first hand or second hand where another person had a conversation with a cop. Uh, where he said, "This is the best day. We get to use all our toys. We get to have the helicopter out. We get to, <laughs> we get to do everything on this day because this is happening, and now we get to use a helicopter." Yeah. And you're just like, really? Like, 
Really. <laughs> and you want you want more funding. Oh, yeah. And you're going to create drama and create issue and create crime Out for you to wind up. Nothing. It, yeah. It for, you're going to create crime for you to solve in order to get money so that you can spend it on a frivolous day. Yeah. Like, no, no. Maybe maybe you sh- that the money for this task force should be turned off. And you can find another way to do your job. With that being said, I would love some of the footage of that ride because it was such a gorgeous ride. It was so fun. Do you remember hitting some of those corners, though? Oh, yeah. Oh, we were hitting them as, at speeds that most people shouldn't hit those corners. and Not technically speeding, but you want to really slow down from some of those corners. <laughs> they were Okay, the route that we're talking, we're talking about, about hairpins. is the north um, from... Oh, fuck it. Not going to say it. No, we don't wanna, you don't want to talk about the locations because people can deduce the players. <laughs> <laughs> there are some gorgeous rides down south, and I wish, I wish I could say where they were because they were just so... The thing is, they're not hidden rides. I've done them multiple times. And yeah, no, everybody and their dog's invited. Like, there's posters. Anybody can. There's posters planted, like, on every biker bar anybody in, in the can. province. Anybody can go. You want to go on a great poker ride? Head down south in the summer, you, you'll hit five. Yep. There's always something going on. There's some great rides out there. Oh, man. And, and none of them are you going to be in trouble. No. Like it's- I, the thing is, I rolled like an absolute asshole at almost every single ride. And do you know when I got a ticket? Leaving the rides. <laughs> because I was heading to my buddy's place, yeah. and it was up the road. And I'm like, oh, well, I, j- I just rolled this road. I know it a little better now, and I got a little uh, frivolous. And they were like, where are you coming from? And they, they would, like, call up my plates. And I'm like, you already know where I'm from. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, okay, well, let's move, ar- move along from, like, the bikery stuff. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Canada in general right now. Are we going to talk about the truckers again? Yeah, I think we are. Yeah, fuck the police in Ottawa not willing yeah, like if you ever okay. thought that the hmm. police are for the people, okay, the, the stuff that went on in Ottawa, in Canada, should cure you of that. With that being said, from my understanding, with that, they had to bring out outs- they had to bring in outside forces because the Ottawa police would not do their job in the way that the Parliament wanted them to do it. The chief of police got fired because he was not willing to infringe on the protesters. He stepped away from, not fired, sorry, stepped away from his job because he wasn't willing to push the protesters out. Oh, see, they, I, I heard that differently. Yeah, I, I, again, mixed reporting. Yeah, it's, it's, it, and it's hard to say with, with the level of reporting that we got in our country at that time, it's really, really hard to say. But like, it, it seemed like he got fired because they were getting frustrated that they couldn't deal with it, not that they wouldn't. I, I heard they wouldn't, and he walked away. Like, he, he res- resigned on the point of, you, I'm not willing to infringe on these people's rights. With that being said, what did happen? A person in a, uh, a walker was trampled by a horse. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, after they gave the, the police carte blanche to do whatever they want. Like, yes. They, they out, went in. Out, outside any, police. Yeah. Anybody in a truck got hauled out and arrested. We know, I know people who have been arrested yep. by the police. We're going to, we got one, one of them still. was on this podcast. One of them was on this okay, podcast. Actually, no, he didn't. No, it was his buddy. He was out skating that day. He wasn't there. Yeah. Oh man. Rito Canal. Can't not skate there. Come on. Yeah. You'll, you, you won't know until you, we, oh, we should do one in an auto one one day. Oh, that'd go. be cool. 
I, I would really like that. <laughs> if you guys want to start paying us, that'd be great. <laughs> anyway, so, I mean, Canada was having this this big protest. Last year? One Last, year ago. Yeah, one year ago. That That is exactly one year ago now is when it pardon me, when it started, from when we're recording this. Yep. But, like, the cops were shitty the whole way through oh, in that whole thing. straight trash. They were cutting off people to fill up their trucks. They were freezing them out. They... They were pushing people around. Like literally they were, with horses. <laughs> well, that's even before, like that's even before Trudeau oh, yeah. gave his thing. Like it, just as soon as the whole thing started, cops were treating everybody there like shit. Like absolute shit. Yeah. That was, a, that was a total gang situation. <laughs> you know, oh, it, playing it was, it was gang there. enforcement. It was. And then it came down to the, to the line where they were like, okay, you know what? The government says this needs to shut down right now. And what did they do? Did they try to escalate it? Did they try to negotiate or anything? Did like they that? try meet with them? Did they did try they meet? Did with they them? do anything other than go straight to the police and be like, "Okay, this is it. You're dealing with it now," and force them to do it, signing a government order making them do it? The Emergency Act. Yep. But like in that whole thing, you just right there, you're like, "Okay, a police force is not for you. It's a weapon used against you." Yep. Right? Like, they're not there to serve and protect. Nothing they did there was serving and protecting. It was enforcing the sitting government's ideals. That's a problem. Yep. That's a police state scenario. Can you imagine? There's countries in this world right now where that is what it is. Your country is a police state. They are there to enforce the dictator's rule. Okay. Interesting thing. In Fort St. John, how many fuck Trudeau stickers, stickers do you see? Fair bit of them. What do you think happens in Ottawa if you have a fuck Trudeau sticker? Oh, I'm sure you get harassed by many levels. No. You get a ticket. You get a, you get a ticket? $2,000 ticket. Holy shit. Ottawa, you, you get a, right? a $2,000 ticket for expressing a political opinion. Yes. In Ottawa right now, you rev your motor even slightly, you are charged with excessive or uh, reckless driving. I have a, um, a, uh, let's just say I know people in Ottawa still because I used to live there. Did you know I used to live there? Yeah, I used you to live down the street. You mentioned it. A time I have or two. mentioned it. And because I'm mentioning it, I'm mentioning it again. <laughs> I used to live there. So guess what? I fucking know people. And guess what? The fucking place is tyrannical. You fly a Canadian flag not on top of the, uh, the the parliament building, you're considered a minority and you need to be suppressed or upon. You are not allowed a fuck Trudeau sticker. Exactly. You are, how in this country do you live that way? You're not allowed to say, I don't like this guy to the point of fu I don't agree with fuck Trudeau stickers. Exactly. I don't have them. But that has nothing to do with the cops. It is In no way should the police be enforcing that kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's not, that's not serving and protecting and protecting. That's subjugation. <laughs> like basically. It, I don't know a better word. Sub, yeah. You know, and, and, and this is happening in Canada. Exactly. And you know, think all cops are bastards. Like, I mean, I, I feel that in my bones, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like, well, it's like, well, you really think every cop really Really? It's like, well, no. In fact, like, I know, I know plenty of them seem like fairly decent blokes. Oh, yeah. As individuals. You yeah. know, like, there's a couple that went 
to the church I they're, went to. They're they just were, following orders. I don't know what you're... <laughs> they're, they're nice fellas. Oh, yeah. But at the same time, regardless of how nice that fella is, when it comes to orders, they're not on your side. To a certain degree. Unless again, they quit. I, I mean, I, I, again, I have to disagree on some level because when it comes to the COVID enforcement shit, they were like, we don't get paid extra. Fuck your, fuck you. They, they, they essentially, not literally, essentially said fuck you to the government and said, we don't get paid extra for this. And they stopped enforcing the COVID shit. They were like, it's not worth the call. It's not worth the money. Damn it, Mike. Why do you have to be all... Because <laughs> I need to be nuanced. I can't just... I can't let you sit there and say, fuck all of them. But at the same, And they're just following orders. Because sometimes they don't. Because I disagree on some areas, but not all. So fucking yeah. do better. I'm having a hard time defending police as it is. <laughs> but at the same time, like, those are also the guys that are pulling that greasy shit on buddy oh yeah right like it's you know you you maybe do good in one area but you you're 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 back in the play and and trying to pull sneaky shit to you you know to add a collar on another end it's like come on yeah you're not helping us help you help others the thing is i know i know some of the people that are cops and they're trying to do good like one of the nicest guys i know the nicest guy I know is a cop and um, he has no intent to hurt anybody, no intent to do any of that stuff, no intent for power. It's not about power for him, it's about doing Mm -hmm. good. But he has mixed himself with a system that doesn't care about your intent. You, You have a job to do and sometimes that job is dirty and it sucks. I... I had a friend tell me one time, and he said, if it weren't for alcohol, I wouldn't have a job. So they recognize that people are just dirty sometimes. People do some horrible shit. I'm not saying horrible. Yeah. That, I that's mean, why that's, I that's say why that why there people does, are, there does need to be There does need to be a police force. Yeah. Like, it, you can't get any anywhere around it. Like, even in even in the the little community that we made with a club... You still need a sergeant at arms who enforces yeah. the rules and who make sure everyone is abiding by the rules. Make sure everybody's abiding by them, right? Like you need you need that as a society. Yes, but okay, I just when, that that that's the truth. Yeah, but when we were in the club, push comes to shove, you get in a fight with somebody whose back do I have? I have your back. If you get in a fight with somebody, no matter what, I have your back. After the fight, we're going to have words. I'm going to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yes, I'll have your back, but I'm, I'm going to ream you out. Where we're not seeing, we are, the thing is we are seeing the reaming sometimes. And people choose to protest otherwise. They're acting as if nothing is being done. And that is a real problem that we're seeing. You want to have your I mean, bros back. I guess, I guess, yes. It's a complicated scenario especially like when you're talking about like because everything's always seen as the big picture across the whole country you know yeah. you know sort of thing right like <laughs> yeah, so you're like insane. you know something happens in this city you're like but why hasn't anything been done in buttfuck nowhere 
Okay. Oh, I wish right. you would have listened. Okay, fifth column. The podcast that I encourage you to listen to that you never quite got around to. Apparently, the chief of police in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, made a stout statement about the uh, Memphis killing of okay. the individual. And one of the listeners to the fifth column podcast, yes, I'm giving them a shout out because it's a phenomenal podcast. Uh, message so one of their listeners messages messaged them from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, saying, "Hey, my chief of police gave this statement." And so even the so the guys on the uh, on the fifth column regarded or or gave reference to Saskatoon. So the whole, hey, why isn't this happening here? Well, everyone needs a everyone needs to talk about this. No, you don't. But Unless you have a podcast, and it's your responsibility. It's your. Ref- <laughs> I fucking feel dirty just talking about this, but I know we're doing a three week. Well, I don't know about a month after the fact at this point. We we have we have struck and, yeah, and, cold. and who knows exactly when this is getting released in in, uh, yeah. in relation to it so i mean yeah the iron would be cold by the time we get to it which is how i like it yeah good but, uh, <laughs> but at the same time there's this need to hey we need to speak out about it let's just assume whatever cop you're talking to is against it mm-hmm. why, why not make that assumption when i talk to a cop i'm not gonna be like hey before we start talking what do you think of this i'm gonna assume that you're against it I don't know because like you even said like right from the get go, like when we were starting to plan this, we're like, I don't think we can have a cop on cause they're just going to be like back the blue all the way. Yeah. Right. To a certain degree, to yeah, a I mean, certain to, degree, to a, to a there's certain... been enough cops. The fact that they're going to jail, they're going to be like, yeah, that was a fucked up situation, but they'd always have a butt at the end. That's the problem is, is that they would always have a butt with the, the, the statement. Yeah. Like, I guess just the thing is, like, there's just been so much, like, in in our culture and our countries and stuff like that over so many decades where it's just this, where you're just dealing with brutes. Oh, yeah. And, you know, locked in a, locked in a, a tribal, locked in a tribal mindset and acting like a gang that has government funding and blessing and guns when you don't. Yeah. The thing is, it's it's, it's hard to come back. It's hard to come back from all of that and then just be like, yeah, but cops are great, (laughs) you know, or, or just be like, yeah, but, 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 but some of them, some of them don't agree. Be like, well, yeah, good for fucking them, but that doesn't change anything. All right. So I'm going to use this statement because I'm an irking to use it for the whole thing. All right. So we have a lot of cop friends. Air quotations. You might. <laughs> I have two cop friends. I know one that went to church a few years ago, and there was a dude from back in the day. Back in the day, that that was over a decade ago. Hey, well, oh fuck, it's been a decade. And there is All my right. brother-in-law's brother. <laughs> Wow, way to dock some. Uh, nobody's listening. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> but I'm just saying, I don't have a lot of cop okay. friends. <laughs> I have a couple cop friends, and I consider them friends still to this day. While simultaneously, they say, hey, it's not all cops. Hey, it's not all of us. Hey, we're dealing with our shit. And with that, I would say, I recognize, I, I trust me, I know it's not you. 
I know that you're not the problem. I know that you're not the cops causing the issue. But, but, uh, you, um, you fit the description. <laughs> you ever fucking I heard know, that before? I know it's not you, but you fit the description. Yeah, exactly. You ever, uh, that's the perfect example. You fit the fucking description. Yeah, it's like you guys profile everybody to the max. The world, they profile the world. And then cry foul when the rest of the world is like, hey, we're seeing a pattern here. (laughs) Yes. You know, and this doesn't seem to be getting better over time other than starting to see some ramifications come from it. Yeah. Like, we need to, you you all need to do something about the, about the tribalism. Y'all need to do something about the, the self-inflated tough guy mentality that, oh, that oh, comes the, along the with the little shit. man syndrome, syndrome that comes yeah, with it. Like they, some, some cops don't, don't fuck with a small cop. I'm sorry, but they have a problem because they're small and they know they're small and they're like, fuck, I need to prove that I'm not. I, I um, <sighs> fuck. Do you know what the problem with this is? I know some great stories and I can't tell a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Because of the friends that I used to get to walk around with, but at the same uh, time, like you've heard them bragging about scenarios where they got physical with people. Oh yeah, there I got phone calls. Yeah, I was like, "Hey man, this just happened," and and trust me, the cop stories are fucking gold when they're gold because they're dealing with belligerents, they're dealing with people being stupid, but sometimes they're not, and they don't brag about those ones. They really don't. They don't brag about, "Hey, yeah, I had to go to this domestic abuse problem." No. That is the shit. If you're... mm, I don't feel like I need to say this, but I'm going to say it anyways. If you're beating your wife and the cops end up at your house, you're a fucking piece of shit. I'm I'm on the cop side at that point. Because they have to see some shit. They have to see kids. They have to see wives that are being beaten by their husbands and they're trying to do something and then the law ties their hands saying they can't do anything until something actually happens. That's fucking... Okay. That makes me angry. Because that does happen. Yeah. I mean, yes, it does. It does happen. And that's shitty for anybody to have to deal with that and carry that with them. But it's also not an excuse to carry that with you and plop it square on the chin of somebody who, who's got nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Because you're pissed off that day. Yeah. Or because you're you're having PTSD episodes or shit like that, right? Yeah. It's not an excuse. It's a, no, no, no. You're right. It's not an excuse. And that's how I hear that defense played out all the time. You don't know what cops go through, yeah. so you can't judge them for being, you know, for for this or that action. You're like, but you're saying that's an excuse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. I do. It's a. If people could just stop being shitty, that'd be really... I, yeah, I, it would. I would, it would really appreciate it. would be great if battered women would actually leave their pieces of shit husbands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that would solve a lot of problems leave in our world. Leave your right fucking, fucking now. Hey, men, stop being pieces of fucking garbage. And, hey, and hey, chicks, ditch them. Ditch them. <laughs> just fucking ditch them. I know it's easier said than done, but at the same time... You'll feel it, so much better. Women <laughs> ditching them is a... I'm not sorry, but men beating their wives is a lot easier than women ditching their men because they have created an environment which they have become dependent on their men while simultaneously not fucking hitting your wives would be really appreciated. Mm-hmm. Men be better. 
Women, fucking don't beat your men. I'm sorry, but that happens too. <laughs> Women who assault men are the the antithesis and and what's the big word? Antithesis. <laughs> antithesis of cowards. You are being oh, a epitome. man. Antithesis is opposite. Okay, the um, epitome of cowards. If you beat a man because he can't admit that his wife is beating him, you're the fucking coward of cowards. Pick on somebody your own side, somebody who can charge you with assault. If you're picking on your man, you're a fucking coward. I I hate abusive women. It irritates me to the no end. Oh, I hit a bad banker. I hit a bad banker. I'll bring you. Make it better. Don't take it on a guy who actually cares about you. Who actually wants to do better for you. It's, 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 I would almost argue that women abusing good men is worse than men abusing good women. Because good women can call out good bad men. But good men can't call out bad women. Name a scenario. I think, I think, <laughs> I think that's probably a false Maybe. A false dichotomy. Maybe. Are you trying to, trying to say which one is worse than another? Like it's, yeah, that, it, they're that's, both that's bad. A, that's a false that's dichotomy because they're, they're bad in different ways, right? Because like for 99% of scenarios, like if, yeah, a, guy, no, no. if a guy is beating on a woman, he so overpowers her, it's retarded. Yeah, but it's not hard for him. Exactly. What? What? Hmm. So I... But that doesn't make it better or worse how hard it is. Okay, yeah, you're like, right. They're both shitty. You're both, both garbage. Shitty. You're both shit. Right? Sorry. Uh, I, so, I mean, if you're in a, if you're in an abusive relationship, get do, out. Do the cops a favor and get the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> like for for one, try and get out of that scenario before it turns into a, you know, into a 911 call. Yeah. Would help everybody a lot. Yeah. With and, that with that being said, if you're And you're if, if you're shit, a cop, don't don't let shit that happened three days ago bleed into scenario you're dealing with right now. I know that might be hard and easier said than done, but fucking try it. Because when you, five of you get together, you can work up into a fucking lather and do yeah. some real damage. Oh, serious damage. Yeah. You know, no, it's, it's, I I agree. I I really do, and I. I, I hate abuse, man. I couldn't imagine hating my wife. I couldn't imagine hating my kids. I couldn't no. imagine doing with some of the shit that some of these people do. If, if, if for some reason, somewhere, somehow, we're talking to somebody who's doing that kind of shit, stop. Just fucking. Yeah, it's better to leave. You know, even if you're the abuser. Away. Even if you're the abuser, it's better to leave. End the relationship, then keep that cycle of bullshit going. Yeah. Just leave Just, them alone. Nobody needs it. Nobody. You would make the world a better place by leaving. You are not keeping a family together. You're not You're not making things better by sticking around. Don't abuse your kids. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know a better way to put it. I, uh, wow, this sounds like I'm in a weird place. I'm not surprised. Not even a little. I don't... I'm not surprised. I'm <laughs> but at the same time... I just mean, as as an overall point, this went a different way than I thought it would. A good point. It, it is. You no, know, I knew I, I knew that it was going to go in a good direction, simultaneously recognizing that it's like, it's complicated. Yeah. I know, it is. And it's, it's like, I came into this, this conversation, like, I know we didn't do any pre-planning, but I, I came into this with thought. And I came into it thinking... We would be talking about one thing, but you know, 
getting caught up in it has moved it in different directions. Oh, the spirit, man. Yeah. I never quite figured we'd be sitting here talking to abusers and abusees. It's like, I mean, I'm that's, sorry, but that's I'm, the part. I, that, I, I guess that's the, the part. That's, that is a part of what police do that I appreciate is, you know, being there for battered women or being there for kids in trouble and dealing with that. Like, that's, that's, a, that's important. That's, a that's real... important societal plumbing to do. Yes. Right? And it's, it is dealing with the shit. And that, when and you that say should never... Plumbing, yeah. it's, it's it. It, it is. is shit. And, and that should never go away. We should never remove that from, from society at all. You don't want to defund it or take away police because that is going to flourish. Yeah. But cops, at the same time, you can't look at all that stuff. You can't look at all the bad you deal with. I couldn't imagine doing their job. Make, and make that bitterness and... And, uh, and just your whole worldview, you know, in the rest of your gig. Yeah. The thing is, I couldn't imagine going through what some of the cops go through, seeing the shit that they see. I know it's a, it's a hyper defense of, you don't know what cops go through, but. Can you imagine if they, if instead of giving them a fucking helicopter and everything in the world for a poker run, if they were like, Hey, we're doing a month of therapy for you guys. Like yeah. of, of real sessions to, to go through and start to work through some of this shit. And hopefully you can yeah. keep this going. I wonder, I wonder if that would have positive impact. So, so, uh, like <laughs> double the therapies, uh, reduce the, I don't know. Well, okay. Unnecessariness. Dub- doubling therapy might mean one <laughs> session. <laughs> like, I mean, that's. Like, I mean, it sounds like, wow, you're, you're asking for a lot there. Double That's the therapy. a hundred. No, it's a hundred percent increase. <laughs> yeah. It's how you word it. That's why when they say there's a 300% suicide rate increase of girls, it went from three to yeah. six. I know. But like, what if there was just something regular for them to like deal with their home life before they go on shift <laughs> or things like that? They're yeah. The thing is, I think. One of the answers, hear me out, smaller precincts that actually allowed people to deal one-on-one with people. So you have less cops and say, hey, let's deal with you as a one-on-one. So you have less partners, less bureaucracy, more individuality of, hey, let's deal with you as a one-on-one basis. How's everything going at home? How's everything going? Are, are you okay? Have you seen any shit? Every time there's a traumatic horrible shit that they obviously see how you doing after that hmm. what's going on how uh, are you dealing are you not dealing yes it would cost more it would but maybe if they spent a little less on helicopters and a little more on mental well-being of the police officers do and jujitsu fucking figure out jujitsu how have you guys not figured out Brazilian <laughs> jujitsu by now Fuck, it's been around since the early 90s. Why are you not yeah. knowing how to choke somebody else safely? I can do it for fun. Yeah, why, why are there retards. people kick, kicking guys in the head when you could just tie them into a pretzel and be like, <laughs> all right, we're just going to carry you like this to the, <laughs> to the place. I mean, you can't, you can't move and then nobody's hurt. You, you had a jacket and now it is a noose. <laughs> yeah, like I, may, maybe a discipline like that would be more helpful than doing combat training. Yeah. Here. Like, oh, here's how you hit real good. You use real your knuckles hard. in this. <laughs> Fucking you put a, a lighter in your hand, it makes it even harder. Yeah. 
All right. So to anybody who is dealing with cops on a day-to-day. Oh, don't. Have mm. some. Okay. Be smart. Be smart. Yeah. that I, have, have some grace. <laughs> like it's try and fight your fight or flight reflex or your indignity. Yeah. Because it's not worth the drama. Your, your sense of personal injury of pride is not worth the drama of having a stressed out, strung out cop with a, with a little man syndrome yeah. wrecking your week. Oh, it's real. Right? Like it's, you know, I once heard Shaq talk about how he taught, taught his kids how to deal with cops. You say, yes, sir, or no, sir. And you comply, 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 comply. And on one hand, you think like, oh man, that feels icky. It feels like rolling over, like a like and showing the dominant dog your underbelly and, and, you know, just being a big beta bitch. But at the same time, at the same time, if you're a street, if you're a street smart dude, you're going down, you know, downtown big city, you know what colors not to wear so you don't get shanked. Or, you know, like you see the right, some people cut in front of the line wearing a certain kind of suit and they get served right away. You could be like, what the fuck is this? And run your mouth and get beat up by, <laughs> by somebody who doesn't give a crap because they run the neighborhood. It's like, if you're street smart, you, you know how to deal with gangs in order not to be at the brunt end of their power. You have to, you have to treat cops the same way. You have to think street smart, how to deal with this scenario. So I come through on the other end with the least amount of drama and my dignity intact, right? Like keep your head, Yeah. (laughs) do things that put them at ease. You almost have to, you almost have to manipulate them in order to treat you well, right? Like let's say you get pulled over, keep your hands on the steering wheel, put your license, put you put your wallet. And your insurance papers on the dash. So when they ask you to find them, you're not rummaging around, making them think, oh, he's going to, is he going to rush? Is he going to pull out a gun from the, from the glove drawer? Like you have that shit ready to go. Like you, there's things you can do and, you know, have a smile on, be gregarious. Uh, I, I, okay. I've done that. So I was, I was riding, uh, I got pulled over. My license and registration was in my tank bag. I have a bag that I put on top of my motorcycle tank. Inside of that bag, I also have a knife. I always have a knife. I never not carry a knife. Mm-hmm. I just have one. Because they're excellent tools. They're, it's a great tool. It's not a weapon. It's not self-defense. It's a tool. It's a knife. So as the police officer asked me for my license and registration, I'm like, hey, just so you know, I have a knife in my bag. When I reach in there, there will be a knife. Fucking make them aware. If you know you... Okay, and if you're in America and you have freedom... Make them aware of the firearms that are in the truck. Say they're not a weapon. A weapon is, is something that could be used in assault. Same with a weapon, a knife. It is not a weapon, but you have it on you. You say, I have a knife. I have a knife. And personally, all the time. All the time. I have a knife in my yeah, right pocket. Yeah, we get pocket. it. You're sharp. Okay, move on. <laughs> Proclaim what you have. Say, hey, I have a knife in my pocket where my wallet is. I don't keep it in my back pocket. Tell them where it is if you have one. And just say, hey, I'm not reaching for my knife. I'm reaching for my wallet. I'm grabbing it. And so they might even ask you to do it slowly. I'm like, yeah, fucking listen. Be safe. Be smart. Yeah. Communicate. You know, it's in your power 
to keep your head and to minimize the chances for a situation to go wrong, right? Like yeah. that thing that went down in, in Massachusetts? Memphis. Memphis. Yeah, the thing that went down in Memphis, it's like, man, I feel for that guy because like he probably had- I don't even know what happened. He probably had years and years and years of indoctrination in him that said black men interacting with cops equals violence. <laughs> and I mean, he had a flight or flight reflex and wound yep. up trying to run away, right? Yeah. You know, he got he pulled got over, spray. he got he pulled got... over, super, super confused. He's like, I didn't do anything. I didn't pull over. And you know, they're like, I, I'm assuming the cops were lying to him about why they pulled him over. Because they're fucking cops. <laughs> yep. That's what they do. Uh, cops lie. But he was confused about why he was being pulled over and then was getting harassed. And so, But he kept asking why. And like you, you get in that mentality of, yeah, but my rights. Yeah, but my rights. Yeah, but why? But why? And you can work yourself into you can work yourself into a panic, and Which what work, works them up too. Yeah, but what happens then? Fight or flight. So you either try to fight the cops or you try to run away. Each of those things, each of those things is the exact wrong impulse to have in that scenario. And you know, like we know, feelings and emotions and impulses are chemical reactions, and they can come upon you without choosing them. Yeah. That's that's a real thing, and I think cops need to know that. I, th- I think cops need to think about that more. <laughs> that th- what's happening here may be not their choice. Maybe it is an emotional or a chemical reaction that we need to try and de-escalate. But when when this guy ran, like it's at that moment he was in a serious serious trouble because he gave in into that impulse and didn't keep his head. Yeah, it's it's not his fault what happened to him. It's just, yeah, that was the wrong thing to do. And, it, and the, the, es- okay, cops being the professionals, the ones being trained in this shit, y- you know, you know to do better. Yeah. That's the thing. One of, a, one like, of these people is a professional and the other mm-hmm. one is a fucking guy who doesn't, who, who is running on impulse. Who's supposed to know better? Not exactly. the guy running on impulse. The guy running on impulse has been trained, indoctrinated by media. He's been indoctrinated by what culture says for him to do. And the other one is a professional being paid to do a job. One of you knows what you're supposed to be doing. And the other one is just going on instinct. Yeah. Exactly. Cops do better. Be professional. <laughs> be professional. See, this is a job. Is it really worth it to beat the shit out of them? No. No, Honest, it's not. Honestly. What, what, what are you going to get out of the whole thing? Oh, we got a fucking beat down. My hand hurts now. Right? Like you, Fucking, what are you, stupid? You get a war story to bring back to the to the precinct and talk about all the guys, about how you beat the shit out of this one guy one time. and Yeah. It's, like, oh, I mean, like, wh- what, are you, what are you doing? You're a professional. You're being paid. Act like a professional. If anybody were to act like this in their job, they would be fired. Any profession except for MMA. MMA, even then MMA, obey the ref. Yeah, exactly. You obey the ref. The ref, they, that bell goes, you stop throwing punches. Regardless of what your body is oh, telling you, he's that subdued, bell goes, you stop. It's over. Yeah, exactly, right? Like if somebody who's in the middle of mortal combat in a cage with 15,000 people screaming their name, if they have the discipline to stop throwing punches no matter what happened, literally a second beforehand, and say, oh, okay, no, it's time for me to be done, and be able to back off at that moment, Well, even then, you can too. 
even then, you look at other fighters who have been like, hey, this is over. The ref hasn't even called it yet, and they're like looking at the guys like, no, this is over. The Mark Hunt, the, the, the Mark, Mark Hunt, Hunt walk away. Walk away. <laughs> it's the greatest thing ever. The Mark Hunt walk away. The bam, bam. Oh, this is over. The ref doesn't know it yet, but I know it. You're a cop. You know what you're doing. Yeah. Five of you? Really? Fucking grow up. Oh, I know. Like, <sighs> you know that time that we got kicked out of Banff in the club? <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking, thinking about that. That was that was a fun. That was a fun cop interaction <laughs> because we got kicked out. <laughs> it's like you're you're not welcome to stay here. Good, good. You I know, get you, it. You could find places to stay in Camrose. No, but we like, couldn't. You know, we could have made that worse. Oh, we could have. We could have been assholes. We. Could've. But damn it, we had a good sergeant at arms at the time. It wasn't me. <laughs> damn, it, we had a good sergeant at arms at the time who had a calm, cool, collected head. He, Re- he recognized the situation. He recognized the situation, what it could could turn into, on both the good and the bad, and chose to, to turn it into the way it could be with the good. He told us all just to sit down, mind our business. He would go and find out what they wanted, what we were doing wrong, address the scenario, and find out a way to move forward without any shit. And he did it. We found out what we had to do, what we did wrong, and we just agreed to all right comply yeah. and get out of here create no problem i mean with like what there must have been 15 of us there at least yeah there was 15 ish i mean we could have made that bad oh yeah wouldn't be hard you know we could have had you know said a comment or, or escalated the scenario or or done something to get somebody thrown in oh, jail you, you put or, five five bikers against four cops it escalates pretty quickly. Yeah, it does. Let alone the guys that were bookending us on two end of things that would have come in after the fact and changed the tide again, right? Like, it could have been a gigantic clusterfuck yeah. had not there been somebody there who chose to go through that scenario looking for the best possible outcome for everybody. All right, so I'm going to put a challenge out. If anyone's actually fucking listening, because I know people are, but you never say anything. Yeah. Beg for the story. I want to know that people want to know the story of us getting picked out, kicked out of Banff. Oh, yeah. Sweet. <laughs> it's such a great story. Uh, I realize that this look... I, I know in like four weeks or five weeks whenever we release this, Dave's going to be like, what's the story? T- tell me the story. <laughs> Was Dave there? No, Dave wasn't there. Dave wasn't point. there. That's oh, why I can say Dave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was oh, a great funny. story. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's try and tie a nice n- little neat bow on this question. Are all cops bastards? I I strongly say no. Yes, I don't think every single individual cop is bastards, but I think cops are bastards. As a gen- <laughs> as a general statement, I'm, I'm I'm a nay still. I I think once you once you put on once you put on that uniform, uh, you're my adversary. <laughs> so, okay, uh, fun l- <laughs> quick. Quick little story. <laughs> and, and I need to think of you that way in order to get through life without having causing problems. Without having an aneurysm. Uh, but do I think every single bloke is a bad guy or a son of a bitch? No, I don't. No. But at the same time, you represent something bigger than yourself. You and that, are, you that thing is a bastard. Yourself? <laughs> yeah, you do. My, my son dressed as a cop one year for Halloween. <laughs> I know this is bad. <laughs> 
my son dressed as a cop for Halloween one year. I'm like, oh, oh, buddy, don't you want to be a good guy? <laughs> I know it's setting an unhealthy precedent. I don't think so. <laughs> but I mean, that's the kind of that's the kind of thing that my, my wife your wife would have been me. like. Hey, well, I mean, that's exactly stuff. the kind of thing that that I would have said that would have been that would have prompted Carissa to be like, hey, you need to actually articulate what you feel and add some nuance to it because right now like it just, right now it is pure tribalism. Yeah. So are all cop bastard? Yes and no. I say no because I I I earnestly believe some of them are trying to do a good job. Yes, that is true. I, I honestly think that there are some of them to, to that are doing a good job. Do I trust them? No, no. I don't. No, fuck them. I'm no, sorry, I don't. I, everything they say is looking to incriminate you into putting yourself in a bad position. Do I trust them? Not at all. And that's that's why, as far as as far as the saying goes, I I, I hear where you're coming from. I do. I honestly do. Uh, but to not get a ticket, I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm selling. Am I selling my conscience for not a ticket? I don't Maybe. know. You still wear the cop's lie hat. I, oh, I miss that hat. I if anybody's got a cop... Oh, I'm going to get a hold of a buddy. Yeah. I know a guy with a cop's lie hat that i got to get. Um, cop's lie? Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. That's a, that's a no-brainer. Cop's lie. Fucking don't get disillusioned. Don't get yourself feeling safe and happy. They would love that shit. Cop's lie. So, ACAB, we disagree a little bit. Cop's lie? Fucking they do. Um, should your children be afraid of cops? Probably not. Probably should not. you be afraid of cops? At the very least, you should have a healthy respect that their interests may not be aligning with yours yeah. <laughs> at any given moment. At any given moment. They so you need to, you need to treat them as if you would treat an animal. <laughs> like it, you know, that could yeah, bite healthy, you. Healthy could, respect. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, abusive pieces of shit garbage. Yeah, stop, stop, Hus husbands, fathers, women. Oh, you mean as far as normal people? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't don't be a piece of shit. That don't be a piece of shit. Hundred percent with you on that one. I I I, I don't know why I don't, feel like I need to reiterate that. Don't create domestic situations that would help the whole society a fuck ton. Yeah, it's. Oh, I don't know better way to put yeah. it. If you uh, can just treat your spouse and your children with respect, the whole world would get at least 25% better. Oh, whew, could you, mm, 25%. Could you imagine the world being 25% better? Instantaneously? You'd feel it. Oh, you would feel you it? You would feel it. Oh, it would be unbelievable. You have no idea the impact of a 25%. Because companies, if they see, see a way to save 3% on fuel or even 2% on fuel, they'll fucking do it. Mm -hmm. If there was a way to make a society 25% better, it would make the entire world, there would be a, a overlapping impact of greatness that comes from it. Oh, yeah. So don't be a giant hunk of piece of shit garbage person that hits kids or your wife or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just cutting out, cutting out domestic disputes would just change the game. And that's as simple as anybody who hears who hears this who who creates drama in their home of working on your shit and you will participate in something that no law enforcement agency could ever dream to do. 
I I hate to um, temper this because I I don't like tempering some things. Well, simultaneously, if you are an abusive father and you think sticking around's better than you hitting your kids, it's not. But do you know what's way better? Becoming better. Doing mm -hmm. not hitting your like just being like go to therapy, go to therapy, talk to somebody, get some bros around you. They're gonna be like, You're a piece of shit, we can do better. And actually stopping it, you do a far better impact on society by stopping instead of walking away. I know walking away sounds better in a short term kind of thing, but long term, sticking around and doing better is exponentially amazing for what you can do for both society and for your family. As long as you actually do it and aren't just using it as some kind of manipulation tool to keep your wife I, around. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I really do think that there's some people that are like, you need to walk away and never have kids again. <laughs> yes. Get a vasectomy. <laughs> cut off your wiener. Sterilize yourself. Whatever you got to do. What you, but or, or find somebody you work better with. Yes. Like, some relationships are pretty fucking doomed. Yes. I, I hate to say that, but some of them don't work. No, peop some people are fucking doomed is the problem. Yeah. And it takes one or the other to call it quits. Yeah. So um, maybe be like Paul, not have a wife or kids. <laughs> Could be. Maybe celibacy is your answer. Uh, but n number one, don't ever fucking abuse your family. Yeah. Don't don't create drama. Don't create unnecessary unnecessary fights don't smack people around don't get drunk at home yeah it oh, i drink whiskey for fun and i took a break but at the same time i see the importance of being able to walk away if you can't fucking walk away you need you to need to you need to if you can't take a month off you can't take two months if you can't take a year off you really need to i know i could i don't want to <laughs> i really don't i like my beer once in a while and uh yeah I, I think we've tied a nice little bow around yeah. this. All right, let's wrap it up. Well, guys, I think in all aspects, our uh, our end our ending line works really well in this episode. Oh, we'll, we'll tell you all to God bless. Don't be a dick. has been brought to us by Kirk the Riffer Wells at Liquid State Audio. He is the guitarist, producer, and the mixing engineer. Thank you from the Blue Collar Philosophers. <laughs>